Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. One, two, if you'd like to learn more Check. about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Become Fire podcast. It is Father Anthony Tinker back with you after a couple weeks of vacation. Happy to be here with Brother Elijah. Hello, everybody. He is going to be with us for the school year. We're doing a pastoral year. Um, and I'm sure you talked about it, but I wasn't here. So I need you to, to explain a little bit for me and for others. Like, what are you doing here? Like, what's, what's your role in Phoenix? Why are you here with us for the year? We're so glad to have you, but we, we want the people to know what are you doing down here? What is a pastoral year? Where are you in seminary? What's going on? Yeah, so I am in my uh, my second year of theology for seminary. So a uh, typical seminarian will do two years of philosophy, four years of theology. So I'm in my second year of theology. Um, but I am doing a pastoral year, which means that instead of studies, I'm just taking time to do some ministry, specifically here at St. John the Baptist on the, the reservation. Um, and I'll just be doing uh, different ministries, uh, ma- mainly Bible studies. Um, We'll see what else we end up doing, uh, maybe some catechesis and uh, some retreats, um, but basically just here to, to help people get, get closer to the Lord. Awesome. Well, so good to have you. Um, today is another listener-requested topic, which you're really excited about. Um, I'll start with the story to get into this, because it comes with a story. Oh. Um, that I was having a conversation with someone, um, and this wasn't the request, but it kind of led to us responding to the request. Um, I was having a conversation with someone, and they had been on TikTok. If you know, TikTok's one of the social media platforms that's out there. Oh, Never actually used it, only heard of it. Um, but um, they had actually found a, um, a, a, a kind of a video on how to get somebody to call you. And this person was a female, and they wanted a certain male to call them. And so the video was about how, you know, I forget all the steps, but you have the right to name down a piece of paper and fold it up a certain number of times and dip, put it in water and bury it and do this, like say these prayers or these chants or whatever, et cetera, and then pull it out and, and then the person would call you and, and the person did it and it worked. And so this person was talking to me to say, hey, this worked, so is this God, right? Because I did these things and it worked and so it must be God, right? Um, and then a, uh, a later conversation, um, and then this one actually came up from uh, one of, uh, after a Sunday mass, someone comes up, is like, hey, I listened to your podcast. Were you talking about healing crystals? I was like, uh, yeah, okay, what, why? Because, well, because we were in Sedona, and Sedona is a city in Arizona that's kind of known for a lot of new age stuff. It's like, and they're we're doing these healing crystals. My kids were asking, like, what are these? What's it all about? And so what we're going to talk about today is a little bit of the new age. Um, and what is the new, like, what is the new age as, as far as a, a movement? What is the occult? And what are things like healing crystals, tarot cards, Ouija boards, et cetera? And why are they wrong? Why is the church against them? So that's kind of our, our launching point. And, and also to say this, that, um, you know, just to be aware with the parents, we've talked about social media before, but like I said, it was a, <clears throat> a young woman who had on TikTok found basically um, what I call an incantation to do um, some uh, witchcraft is kind of is what you just have to name it which is bad, which is sinful, um, which is against God's, uh, the, the scriptures and against what God desires. And so we need to be aware that that stuff is out there, that your kids have access to it. And um, you need to be very vigilant as to what they're watching and paying attention to. <clears throat> so, Brother Lodge, I'm going to start with the question. Um, you get the phone call 
You know, I'm not going to give my answer yet. I'm not going to force the pressure on you. You get a phone call from someone who's just done a number of, they've, they've gotten, they want somebody to call them. They've done it. They've put their name on a piece of paper, folded it a bunch of times, stuffed it in water, buried it, said some kind of incantation. And the person calls them and like, well, is this God? What's your response? <laughs> is this God? Uh, I would say, no, this is, this is not God. Um, I mean, anytime there's, there's any type of um, superstition or, or things where you're, doing things like folding paper or doing whatever, um, especially if you're not specifically and explicitly praying to the one, the one God, uh, by name, uh, Jesus Christ. Um, you can, you can rest assured that, that there's something a little fishy with that. Um, so I would, I would be, I'd be very careful. I'd be very careful with, with, uh, attributing something like that to God. Right, right, and and we would say it's not God because like like the scriptures are very explicit. Like either either it's the Holy Spirit and God, the our God, who's Father, Son, Holy Spirit at work, angels at work, or demons at work. Like I would say that that the reason that person called uh, called her was not um, because there wasn't some kind of spiritual power at work. Is because that spiritual power at work was the enemy. Mm. It was a demon at work. And and why and so we just have to name it right that that the problem here is that you're you're calling on the demonic you're calling for power and this is the big thing why why are we going to speak against new age occultism healing crystals powers etc it's because what happens it's all about the quest for power right we want power we want to God to listen to our commands we want to as brother Elijah was saying do some incantations and then what we want happens what I want is that person to call me so if I do these five steps this person will call me instead of submission and humility to God and what God wants and saying, okay, God, here's what you want. And, and I, I, I'm going to, I, I want to submit to whatever you want. I don't want what I want. If you don't want that version to call me, I don't want that to happen. You're right. If you don't want this, whatever it is, whatever I, I desire, like I submit it to your will. And that's what now happened. That doesn't happen in the occult. That doesn't happen in new age practices. It doesn't happen with, with tarot cards where you go and you're like, tell me my future, right? Tell me, tell me what <clears throat> is going to happen. Cause I want knowledge. I want power. I want understanding. And this is the temptation of the new, of the new age. The temptation of the cult is give me power, give me understanding, give me what I want. And so we're called to respond to that and say, yeah, no, that's not God. <laughs> I want what God wants. And it's just, this is a whole act of sum- submission, this whole act of humility. Yeah, and I I would also say, uh, or I would be curious, what the, what that relationship would would become, or how that would play out, because uh, often, if you receive some kind of answer uh, from something that is not God, uh, you can you can usually test test the fruit of it and see uh, kind of where that was coming from. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if if that relationship or that phone call or whatever it might be, uh, if it, if it doesn't end up being, um, not, 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 not in line with something that the Lord would, would want. Um, yeah. And that's, and, and so just, you know, I'm just kind of going to go topic by topic. We're going to fly a little bit if that's okay. Uh, Cause the other thing that was brought up while we started this podcast was healing crystals, which I'll be honest, I did not know much about or hadn't heard much about until a few years ago. Um, and, uh, when I had a, a friend go through a real tragedy and uh and she was telling me that somebody who she knew was like hey if you want to come over i have these healing crystals and i can lay them on you and they'll help you get through your tragedy and uh and she was like no thank you <laughs> i'm like what are healing crystals you know what's what's going on here and uh <clears throat> And, uh, and, and I've seen them more and more popular. You kind of see them oftentimes. You'll see people wearing necklaces 
all the necklaces will be some kind of like quartz, you know, typically or, or jasper obsidian or whatever it is that they've kind of got on there in, in, on a necklace. And oftentimes these, these are what are sold to be healing crystals um, where the, it's the supposedly, and I guess this is the, you know, the, what is believed is that these crystals have some kind of power, right? They have some kind of special energy and this energy or power is going to, uh, to heal you, whether it's healing in your body, healing in your mind, healing in your soul. I was actually at a, um, a coffee shop uh, with the brothers. It was a Sunday. We were between masses and I'm not a coffee drinker, but I was with a couple, my, my driver was a coffee drinker. Uh, and, uh, I was having with brother Paul and uh, Reverend Deacon John of the Cross. We were in the car together and they wanted to stop and get some coffee. And we stopped and the guy who was taking the orders had this like healing crystal on his, uh, um, on his necklace. And, uh, and I was, and I kind of knew what it was, but I was kind of being a little like, Hey, what's uh it's an interesting necklace you have. What is that? He's like, Oh, it's the, it's, it's a healing crystal. It puts me in touch with the master healer. I'm like, Oh, I was like, well, the master healer I know is Jesus Christ. Like, is that who's putting in touch you? And he gave me this really like weird look, um, you know, because it was uh, in one of these things where it's like there's this whole belief system that is outside of God, that there's these spirits, there's these energies that we can get in touch with, um, and these crystals are going to help us do that. And I think this is real worrisome because um, a lot of our a lot of kids, young people, especially as God becomes less and less a part of society, are, we're we're spiritually minded, we're spiritually natured, and we have a desire to be in touch with God. There's a there's a gap in our heart that wants God, and when we don't fill that with God, we don't teach our children about God. When God's taken out of the schools, when God's taken out of um, society, and people don't know who Jesus is, Jesus, people don't know about the gospel, um, they fill in the void, and we see stuff like healing crystals, where it's it's calling on some kind of energy or power separate than God to be your, our healer, who calls himself the healer. He's like, I am your healer. So anytime we're turning to anything separate from God, it's uh, it, we're recognizing that we're turning to something away from he who is our, the one who's, who we should be turning to, who is our healer, who is our God, who is our in power, who's in control, who we submit to. And I don't have a choice. I don't, I don't decide who gets healed and who doesn't get healed. Um, there's another problem with like witchcraft and stuff. You go to the witchcraft, it's like, oh, my, my cousin has uh, mumps or measles or whatever the case may be, cancer, and you go to the witch and you give her a hundred dollars, and the witch is going to say, "Come and sell, come some kind of spell to get rid of the cancer." Um, well, that's not God. That's calling on spirits that are other than God and saying, "I'm in control. I decide who who gets healed and who doesn't get healed." Why? Because I I give the money and they they do the incantations, and because I the, the healing is the most important thing instead of the relationship with God. Instead of recognizing, I submit to God. If he wants to heal, great. I'm going to pray for it. I believe in miraculous healings. I've seen people miraculously healed, but I'm going to submit to God in that regard. And I think it's um, it's important too. One one of the things that you said was, uh, you know, this this young man said he's calling upon the master healer. Um, oftentimes they, they they can't name they can't name exactly who it is they're calling upon, or they don't actually even know what type of spiritual entities they're calling upon. Uh, which is extremely dangerous. Uh, whereas, obviously, for Christians, we know who it is we're praying to. We we have the name. The Lord has given us um, His name. He's revealed His name to us, uh, especially in Jesus. And so we know who it is we're praying to. We know that if we're praying to Jesus, we know who it is we're praying to. We're praying to the Holy Spirit. We're praying to God the Father, uh, even the Blessed Mother. Whereas a lot of these things, you just, you have no idea what kind of spiritual entity you're you're encountering or you're um, dealing with. And I think that um, even new agers will admit that um, they will, they will 
admit that there are bad spirits out there, but they just, they're not, it doesn't seem to me at least that they're not exactly sure uh, which are which. So um, I'm, I just went in, I, I don't know much about healing crystals, I'll be honest, I'm kind of in the middle of it. I just jumped on the internet and I find this like 10 powerful crystals and how to use them, right? And it's just naming crystals and it's telling you like this crystal helps you um, become happy and it tells you how to use it. You know, find a, find a quiet place, hold the crystal in your hand, visualize your goal, imagine energizing flames coming at you with a puff, suck in these flames, you know, don't, the, the, thank your crystal when you're finished. And this is the part is like, when, it, when it's over, thank your crystal when you're finished because it, uh, the crystal is unplugged energy to help you. This is a very important final step. That's how it ends. It's like, it's, it is absolutely crazy that it's like, thank your crystal. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, but this is what people are, are buying into. And, and this is that, that people are accepting. And, and unfortunately what happens is it's all, I think it all becomes kind of innocent at first. It's a, somebody has one of these and they go to somebody and say, hey, Oh, you got having a bad day here, take my crystal. Um, it, it makes me happy when I use it. Just hold on to it. It picture yourself a happy and then thank their crystal afterwards. And they're like, okay, well, I want to be happy, right? And they take the crystal, they think about it, and they they like they think about being happy, and they say thank you. And all of a sudden, they they experience some kind of happiness um, sometimes, um, which I would think if that happens, it would be more of a demonic thing. And and I, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make a hypo- hypothesis, which I think is pretty accurate in this case. Is that is there was some kind of de- demonic depression upon the person, which is why they weren't happy. And then they hold the crystal, and then the crystal is like, well, let's just wipe out. It tell, tell, tells the demonic depression to get away for a second. You know, the demonic depression is like, oh, okay. And we're going to pretend the person. So we're just going to lift this demonic depression for a second. And they feel better instantaneously. And like, oh, great. Then they give the crystal back and the demonic depression comes even harder upon them. And they're like, oh my goodness, the crystal helped. I better turn to the crystal to save me, right? And all you're doing is like demons playing with demons in this regard. It's actually just a trick of the devil um, to to basically open up um you know your your open yourself up to further demonic attack. I don't know how you really feel about brother Elijah. If I'm if I'm jumping too far, please reel me back in, but I feel like this is what's happened. We're just dealing with with the enemy um working, you know, trying tricking people to and actually actually um you know just demons, you know, who are go working through these crystals who are affecting people. And we, that's why we have to bring it up to say, hey, this is actually harming your soul more than it's helping your soul because it's not turning you closer to the Lord. It's turning you closer to some crystal that you think is going to help you, some positive energy, some some god of energy that's out there. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's, um, again, you're not, um, there's obviously something happening here. And uh, there's, it, it's very easy to judge uh, what's happening just again by, by like what you were saying, what are the effects? Um, and if it's leading to a dependency on an object, it makes you kind of wonder what exactly is going on uh, in all of the all of the realms that we can't see here. Uh, but um, I think I think something that is very uh, very dangerous, you know, with the New Age movement is that, that there is kind of this focus on the self. Um, and it really is kind of geared toward a, a gratification. So like you were saying, I mean, you're always trying to fulfill some kind of desire or self-gratification. And uh, you do that through means of different practices and, you know, 
it could be all different types of things. I mean, the New Age has a, a pretty broad span. Uh, some of the New Age practices even include taking pretty hard drugs. Um, so I think, I think even there, you can kind of see, you know, it's it's about just trying to feel better, uh, try to get some kind of high. Um, but the lasting effects, those are the things that aren't really, those are the things that aren't really going to be present in any of the New Age practices, uh, and that's because. Uh, the only lasting positive effects that you can get are are through the Lord and the Holy Spirit. Uh, demonic spirits cannot cannot give you any lasting peace or any lasting uh, relief from something like depression. So I I would I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah. Um. So on this regard, I think you you bring something up like drugs. We're talking about things that open the door to the demonic. I think is is what we're what we're kind of pointing towards is there's different things that we can do whether and we've talked about this before listening to music watching you know bad movies sin uh, being the biggest thing anything that's gonna there can be things that open the door not necessarily to like you're gonna get possessed and when I say there was a demonic oppression upon it could be a demonic oppression it doesn't mean like this person was possessed by a demon it just means like demons are always on the, it says the devil is prowling about like prowling around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. That is actually looking to devour someone, to, to, to consume our, our, our hearts, our souls. And, and, uh, and that they, we can be oppressed. We can open doors in, in our minds and our hearts and our emotion for the enemy to attack. Um, and that's, that's what it does. Um, and it can, because uh, that can lead to possession um, at the end of the day, but stuff like healing crystals. And then uh, Ouija boards, I actually got a phone call. I got a, a house busting got to do because the, the person was using a Ouija board. Or not the person, but the person, one of the people living in the home. And uh, they're calling, it's like, hey, like this person's been using a Ouija board. And um, there's all this demonic stuff happening in our house now. Why? Well, because um, Ouija boards open the door of the demonic, where you're like letting something take over control of your your hand. So Ouija boards, which have been explicitly, you can see they're consecrated to Satan um, and to different various demons. And they're, they're used to... Uh, um, you know, basically ask questions again, gain knowledge. What are we? Looking, what are people looking for? This stuff, oftentimes, knowledge, power, control, and uh, and that's why we have to respond to these and say, I'm not looking for knowledge. I'm not looking for power. I'm not looking for control. So, brother Elijah, we've talked about you know some of the some of these various occult practices. Well, we've got to get to the positive here as to what where should we be turning? So, let's say we are struggling. We are struggling with depression. We are struggling with, um, you know. Um, as somebody, our friend needs healing. You know, we've got stuff in our lives that they need help. Where, where do we turn? How, how do we, how do we, if we're not supposed to turn these, these Ouija boards and healing crystals for knowledge and power, like what do we do in the midst of the difficulties and struggles we're going through in life? Well, I, hopefully this is an obvious answer if you're listening to us, but you, you know, you turn to the Lord first and foremost. Um, and I mean, that, that doesn't just mean that you, um, that you kind of just go to the Lord and and you just kind of you know say hey you know I'm not doing too good, but like you really do just you just kind of give everything that you're struggling with over to God and you really have to spend um, some time with the Lord every day in prayer. Um, but then even beyond that, I mean the Lord does give us um, other things that can help us with with things like depression or or any other type of uh, whether it be mental or emotional or just life distresses, um, things like counseling and group therapy. I mean, these these are all things that are very helpful. Now, of course, ironically enough, even something like counseling can can go into uh, the new age. So you have to make sure that your counselor or or whoever it is you're going to for help or assistance 
uh, is a good, uh, preferably Catholic, if not Christian counselor. Um, but at a human level, you know, the way that we're designed, it's, it's not kind of like we can just snap our fingers and be over some of the more deep issues that are in our hearts. Um, you know, just, just like our bodies age, uh, our hearts, uh, also, uh, it's a process to, to go through healing and to grow and to mature and to, uh, work through things that, that have happened to us at different points in our lives or, uh, different wounds of neglect or things we didn't receive in our homes. So, uh, we have to be willing to actually take the time to work through those things first and foremost in prayer by, by speaking to the Lord about these things, telling them, telling him how, um, how these things have affected us, how these things make us make us feel, um, really opening our hearts up and showing those those wounds and those hurts to God, asking Him for the grace and the strength to to grow and to change and to heal, um, asking Him for the grace of hope, which which a lot if something like depression, you you need to ask the Lord for hope, and then also taking those practical steps, you know, going to counseling, good counselors, or um, group therapy or um, whatever it might be that you need to, to work through. But by no means uh, do you ever have to look outside of, outside of the Lord uh, and, and what he can do in, in our hearts. Yeah, you're right. So it's, it's a, um, a recognition, I think, that we only, there's, there's only one person we need mm. at the end of the day. And his name is Jesus, uh, that he's done it all. The cross has done it all. There, there is the power of the cross is is infinite, and yeah. and we have to tap in. Uh, tap in is probably the wrong word with everything we're talking about. We have to open ourselves up to the to the grace that comes from the cross, yeah. the grace that, that breaks through the lies and the deceptions that, that come from the enemy. When the enemy is trying to use anything he can, and that's the problem. He will use anything and everything. He will use um, that that one comment from a classmate or a spouse that turns you the wrong way. And all of a sudden, your heart kind of grows bitter, you know, and you start, you know, kind of mulling over, you know, your anger and your de- your your depression, and the, I can't believe that person doesn't love me. And you start, like you said, that that one comment can just be poison, yeah. right? That begins to take over the mind, it takes over the heart. And when we don't immediately run to the cross, we don't immediately run to the Lord. Um, these things begin to take over, and all of a sudden, not only is the enemy going to use those comments, he's going to offer you a whole array of different things that you can turn to that are going to quote-unquote help, Yeah. right? Whether it's go numb the pain by getting drunk and doing drugs. And he's saying drugs can be a, oftentimes, um, and this is, uh, Jesse Romero is really good on this. He knows a whole lot more about it. But just that drug, oftentimes drugs and drug cartels in particular in Mexico are consecrating their drugs to Satan. Um, and so you're not just getting the drug itself. You're getting something that's been consecrated to the enemy for the work of the enemy. And, and this is not, like a little harmless recreation, including marijuana oftentimes. It's not a little harmless recreation. It is something that can really be opening yourself up to to a whole spiritual realm, which is not of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and any of these other things, the spiritual practices that, that we've talked about is, oh, I'm going to go, uh, my crystal is going to help me through this time. I'm going to go and just hold my crystal and do some imaginative stuff that they, like they like they tell you to do when you do healing crystals. Um, it's like, no, no this isn't going to help you. This is actually not going to solve your problem. It's actually going to make your problem worse at the end of the yeah. day. And this is what I guess what I've also seen is the people I've seen turn to this when they've they've, they've turned to tarot cards, they've turned to palm readers, they've turned to to healing crystals, they've turned to whatever these other things are, these occult practices, new age practices. At the end of the day, they end up empty because mm. that's all the, the the enemy has nothing to offer. It's all flash and bang. 
It's all looks real appealing on the outside, but then it's just empty because he's empty. Yeah. And it's because ne- it can't provide love because he's, he is not love. God is love and things that are of God are, are love itself. And it is, and it's all these things that pretend to be love. It's all these things that, that pretend to, to take care of you and make you feel good. And they can distract you for a while. They can, they can make you feel good for a second. But at the end of the day, they're not God and they're not love and they don't satisfy, yeah. which is why we can't turn in that direction. It's why the scriptures again and again, like read the Old Testament, you know, it's like, here's all this stuff. And even the New Testament, look at Paul's lists, like all this stuff, all these ways in which the, the scriptures are, are telling us not to turn to plumberies and occult, uh, occult practices and all these different soothsayers um, of, of the Old Testament, witches and witchcraft, warlocks, et cetera. Why? Because they're, they're actually turning our hearts away from God. There are no good witches. There is no white magic. There are no white wizards, you know, that sometimes you can be, that the, the, social, that, that the media can sometimes uh, portray of, oh, there, no, there's good magic and bad magic. You just got to make sure you do the white magic or the good magic. Because no, no, there's, a, there, there's no such thing as good magic. Like, it's either we're turning to God or we're not. Either we're allowing grace to penetrate our hearts or we're not. Yeah. And, and, and that's our option. And that's why we need the cross desperately in our lives. Yeah. Yeah, and... Uh... You know, I would say, you know, for anybody who, who they're not sure, I mean, anytime you're not sure if, if, you know, the spirits, the spirits that you're interacting with, if you're not sure if they're God, you know, you can, you just say a prayer, you know, you say a prayer to the Lord, you say a prayer to, you know, we're in St. Michael Lent right now. So you say a prayer to St. Michael, uh, to your guardian angel, and uh, you just, you just, um, you ask that the Lord would would send away anything that that is not from Him, and that you would reject in Jesus' name, just anything that is not of Him. And you can even say that you know, you know, my intention is only to communicate with with the Lord Jesus and any any good angels, any good spirits He may send, um, which would be angels. Um, and uh, anytime you're not sure, and it doesn't seem like it would be God, just stay away from it. Um, it, it's not worth the risk. Um, and again, I think that as, as Christians or, uh, anybody who, who is seeking right now, um, that again, there is, there is only one God and we do know his name. So we know exactly who we're addressing when we pray. And so if you, if you are speaking to Jesus, then, then you know who it is you, you are speaking to and, and he can be the one to, to fulfill whatever it is that you need. Um, but you can rest assured that, um, you know, maybe you have had an, an interaction with, with the crystal or, or some kind of new age thing and, and you felt like you got a, a quick uh, answer to a, to a prayer or whatever. Um, and then maybe you, you prayed to Jesus and you didn't get a, an answer as quick. Um, but I can, I can assure you that um, what, whatever, whenever you pray to the Lord, that you will get exactly what it is you need. Um, and sometimes it'll come immediately and sometimes it won't. But if it doesn't, it's because uh, there's something else going on there and the Lord knows exactly what we need and he only ever wills our good, uh, whereas any of these other things can, as you were saying, Father, can lead to disaster and can lead to worsening whatever it is that we're, we're seeking. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, even saints, like St. Teresa of Avila had times where the enemy appeared to her and he appeared to her and let's as if he was Jesus or was an angel who was trying to deceive her. Mm. And... Uh, and and so there's times where the angel of he the devil appears as an angel of light. He tries to deceive us and draw us away, and and even trying to pretend to be good or trying to be helpful. Um, and so that's why you say it's right. We've got to always just submit to the Lord, turn to the Lord, pray, pray to Saint Michael, ask God for His help. 
Um, and he will, and he's not always quick to, he's always quick to defend us. He's not always quick to respond to, our, um, but he's always doing what we need. Um, and then the second thing, if you haven't been, been involved in anything, that's a cultish to go to confession, please, please, please go to confession for anything you've done. Um, uh, Ouija boards, tarot card, palm reading, um, healing crystals, soothsayers, witches, warlocks, wizards, uh, anything that's a new age or occultic, uh, please, please, please go to confession. This stuff can't open the door to the demonic. And the best way to get it out is from confession. Um, if there's still lingering problems, either in your life or in your home, obviously call the priest and ask for a blessing um, or maybe get some some exercise, salt and exercise, holy water sprinkler around the home and uh, ask God for his protection. And he will. Um, that's why it's kind of funny. I was reading, as I said, I was looking at these healing crystal things to learn more about him. And when I was like, you, for protection in your home, you can put these crystals all over the place. It's like, no, for protection in your home, you can put holy water all over the place. Yeah. Blessed by a priest through the, through the church, which has the prayer and the power of the church, because that's, uh, we believe in the body of Christ and Christ is by died for us. If you do have any of those things in your home, also just get rid of them. Get rid of it. Yeah, if it's not, yeah, get rid of it. Um, throw it away. Don't have to do anything special. Just throw it away. Let the city dump take care of it. The demons <laughs> go hang out there. Um, okay, we're out of time. So it's time for a fun question. And oh, I just boy. want to hear a, uh, just talking about real healing, how about a healing miracle that you've seen or experienced. And to talk about give God the glory, like God heals and we've seen God heal. And that's why we can turn to God for healing. Um, I give you. I get to ask the question, so I've been thinking about it. So you can you can take a second, real quick. It's just the one that, that that pops into my mind. Actually, happened right here in Phoenix a few years ago. I was at a conference, and uh, uh, this girl walks up to me, and she goes, "Wait, wait, wait. Are you Father Anthony?" I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "Did you give a parish mission at St. Mary's um, like a couple years ago? This is a few years ago, and it's a couple years before that that I'd done it." And she saw, I was like, "Yeah." She saw, like, "Thank you." I'm like, don't thank me. Like, I don't know what I did. Don't think. She's like, I went to that mission after, and more, after one of the nights of the mission, we prayed over people, right? And we just had them kind of line up, almost like a communion line. They came forward, we just laid hands on them, prayed for them. And uh, and this girl, um, I actually remember remember going back, had been suffering from like a chronic migraine headache for over a year. Wow. Where she had had a headache, a migraine headache for every year, and doctors couldn't do anything about it and everything else. And I just I remember uh, praying for her and. And I remember her like resting in the Holy Spirit and some of the resting is like kind of like you feel overcome by the Holy Spirit. You just have to like, um, you know, kind of lay down in the Lord as we say. And she's resting in the Holy Spirit. And then did not did not see her again, didn't see her that night. She went home, like I went home, whatever. And like a year or two later, I'm at this conference, the Marian conference in town. And uh, and she, I'm like talking to this priest who's there, um, kind of get, helping give a talk at the conference and hanging out. And uh, and she, she like recognized me and walks up and just like, I want to thank you. I have not had a headache since that day. Well, when I got prayed for, and I was like, "Don't thank me." I was like, "Thank the Lord, like you were healed, like yeah. and God healed you, not with a, not with any of these occultic practices, anything else." Um, that that God, like through the powers of the Holy Spirit, healed you and took care of you. Um, sometimes He does heal through medicine. I want to put that out there. Like yeah. we believe in the power of medicine. We believe God has inspired doctors, inspired um, medical practices. So. Um, I don't want to, there are times you just have to go to the doctor, but sometimes like this girl, she went to the doctor, she was taking medicines, like nothing was helping uh, where the Holy Spirit could. And so uh, God be the glory for that. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I've seen, we've seen so many healings, um, but one of the, one of the more profound ones that I could think of right now is a couple years back, we prayed for a gentleman uh, at a retreat. Um, and he had, I think, stage four, I think it was stage four lung cancer. But we prayed for him and uh, that the Lord would heal him. And he got in contact with us 
a little bit after that and told us that the, the cancer was completely gone. So it was it was pretty intense. Um, but yeah, we've seen we've seen the Lord do a lot of really beautiful things. Um, and we had we had no crystals in our hands. Uh, we just we just called upon the Lord Jesus and the Holy Spirit came and he did what he does. And that was it. Amen. Well, so everybody just encourage you to turn to the Lord. He's our healer believe in him uh there are healing masses and such things so i'll be the sacraments uh, um, to turn to for healing and uh, we ask god for his healing to be upon each and every one of you may the lord bless you and keep you may he make his face shine upon you be gracious to you turn his countenance towards you and give you his peace and may almighty god bless you as i bless you in the name of the father and of the son of the holy spirit amen, amen. god bless you, everybody thank you for listening to this episode of the become fire podcast the franciscan friars of the holy spirit can be found online at www.becomefire.faith that's dot f-a-i-t-h The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith slash give. That's becomefire.faith slash give. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.